This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on successful launch of GSAT-30 satellite. The participants are Biman Basu, science expert, and Chetan Chauhan, journalist. Today, GSAT-30 satellite was launched from French Guiana in South America. It is uh, one of the most modern communication satellites through which DTS service, different services for uh, different broadcast television will improve a lot. Dr. Basu, the first question arises that uh, how is satellite different from the earlier ones we had for the communication purpose? No, basically GSAT-30 is one of the series of GSAT satellites, many of which have been already launched. But this one is basically, you know, it is more powerful in the sense it has got a large number of transponders, both KU band and C band. Now KU band is a transponder, the transmissions from which can be received directly from Earth using a small antenna. And C-band transponders, they need larger antennas, but they are for a much wider, you know, distribution of signals. Now, the KU-band transponders, which, uh, you know, are used in uh, GSET, uh, the one that has been launched early this morning, they are used by this uh, VSAT, they call it, very small aperture terminals. Many of these business organizations, banks and all, they use these terminals to communicate with the satellite because you know today we have reached a stage where most of our communication goes through satellite systems because that is the most reliable. Earlier the microwave systems that we had they needed towers on ground and if there were any break in one of the towers then the entire chain would have been lost. But satellite system is more dependable in the sense that you just transmit from one spot and when the signal is distributed, it can be received from many places on earth and there is no chance of any break in the service. So that way satellite services are more reliable than ground-based microwave systems which were used earlier for long distance communications. You know the earth is spherical, so microwaves being very short wave radio waves, they cannot travel straight or they cannot curve around the earth. So earlier, microwave towers were used to communicate over long distances between continents and, and between, you know. But today, most of our communication systems are based on satellites. So GSAT-31 is a very powerful satellite in the sense it will work for 15 years. So that is one factor because, you know, cable satellite distributors, they were depending on, rather they depend on satellite uh, systems for networking, even for broadcast to neighboring countries. So this GSAT-31 will replace one of the earlier satellites in SAT-4A, which will go defunct in a few months because it is already 14 years old. So it has a normally lifetime of 15 years or so. So this GSAT-30 will replace in SAT-4A, help these operators, whoever have been using this uh, in SAT-4A, to continue their services uninterrupted. So that is one of the most important points of launching these satellites. And if you remember, in February, 2019, GSAT-31 was launched. It is a similar satellite but with a little less capacity. But that also was meant to replace another satellite in set for CDR. So gradually, you know, ISRO has equipped itself with all these exigencies that normally a satellite has got a limited lifetime. 8 years, 12 years, 15 years, nowadays much longer. But once their life ends, they have to provide immediate replacement so that the services which depend on these satellites, they are not interrupted. So to provide uninterrupted service, these satellites are very Yeah, but uh, Dr. Basu, the question arises is that the GSAT-30 
how is it better than inset 4 because it has 12 c band and 12 q band transponders uh, which is much more than i think the inset 4 had so the network will be better they also say that uh, the quality of the service which will be provided through this uh, satellite will be much better so reliability factor will also improve but what are the advantages of this satellite as compared to the previous one which it has replaced so basically you know insat 4a was launched in 2005 so it is more than 19 years old so technology at that time which was available with isro has much improved over the years so this gsat 30 has the most advanced systems for communication for you know the transponders and everything so that way it will perform much better that we know capacity also i think number of ku band uh, transponders is, is much more than the earlier so version it is much more than the insat 4a so obviously more number of users can access it and use its services actually as the year goes the capacity of these satellites they keep on increasing because of better technology and you know electronics everything is improving and very fast so these provide much more reliable and long distance better services for the regular users who have been using these satellites for many years now like india many other countries in the world especially the european american countries have these uh, satellites uh, which can be hired by anybody in the world specialized so there is a lot of competition in sky for which uh, isro has to gear up do you think this is also a step gearing up for that competition because in the last decade or so or 10 years maybe there has been a huge expansion in the service sectors the television channels the banking sector the infra sector so do you think that the new satellite will be able to cater to the demand increase in demand and in the coming years as we are getting more and more digital the demand will increase no definitely and let me tell you one thing in india we have a unique problem problem means a unique situation we have many languages you must have seen that many movies which are telecast on tv they come in many languages many other programs are also broadcast simultaneously in different languages now this facility is available only with satellites which have got this facility of transmitting multiple beams which can be accessed by different users so gsat 30 gsat 30 or its previous satellite they all had this facility so this gives indian users added advantage that they can use multiple languages for the same program for instance for different groups of listeners in different states the isro chief also said that they have used a foreign arena the rocket for launching the satellite because they wanted to keep the heavier one 4000 kg for gagnyan test first the two preceding crew test and for no the- no basically gsat 30 is 3300 something so our gslv mark 3 which is the most powerful rocket that we have it has a capacity of 4000 kilo so it could have been used to launch this satellite even the previous one this at 31 but isro didn't use them because now we have a very big program ahead which is the manned mission that is sending the first humans to space from indian soil using an indian rocket so for that they have kept three or four gslv mark 3 rockets for you know initially for testing because this year by the end the unmanned mission which will be very similar to the human manned mission but will carry only dummies that is robots just to study how it works and how they take the load and all these things 
So for these tests, they will require these GSLV Mark III rockets. So they have not used it for launching GSAT 30 or 31. And that's why they have gone for foreign launch. Because Ariane 5 or the European Space Agency, they have been launching our rockets. In fact, today this GSAT 30 was the 24th satellite launched by them. Starting with 1981, you know, Apple satellite was the first one launched by them. So that way, I think Israel has taken a very reasonable decision not to use Indian rockets at this time because we need these rockets for our future program and gone for foreign launch. This is also a time to speak about because this is the first launch in 2020 and many more will come. So one is the ISRO's journey in the last few years and the plans for the next few years. We'll see a huge change or huge leap, scientific leap when the Gaganyaan happens. I think in the next four years they are saying by 2024. So how do you think ISRO's journey has been so far? If you look back, compared to many other countries, especially United States, Russia, the success rate is much more than any of the other countries. In fact, you will remember that India is the only country, only country till now, to have sent a spacecraft to Mars in the first attempt. No other country has done it. And Indian mission Chandrayaan-1 was the first space mission to detect presence of water on moon. NASA had sent so many spacecraft to moon, Russia had sent but none of them had detected the presence of water. It was Chandrayaan-1, India's moon mission, which for the first time detected the presence of water on moon. So these are definitely very creditable performance for a you know country like ours, because you know, the space mission is something which you cannot get help from any other country. These are very strategically important things, and India had to develop everything by itself. And you must remember one thing, that all these big satellites that we launch using GSLV, they need a stage which is called cryogenic stage, which uses liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen as fuel. The advantage of this particular system is that it is very efficient in the sense, weight for weight, it can lift much more payload than any other system, that is liquid system or solid system. And initially, when we started the GSLV program, Russia was to supply us these cryogenic engines. So they did supply six of those systems, cryogenic systems to India, ISRO. But at that time, United States, they objected because some missile control regime is there. So under that protocol, Russia cannot provide us the technology. So Indian scientists at ISRO, they had to develop the cryogenic engine of their own without any help from any country. So this was a big, big achievement for India. And all the GSLVs that we use today, they all use Indian cryogenic engines. So that way, if you look at the past, ISRO's track record has been very, very good in the sense, much better than many other countries. Today, for instance, for the manned mission, Gaganyan mission, four Air Force pilots have already been selected and they have been sent to Russia for training. And after they come back, they will again be given some training in India and then of course the actual uh, takeoff will take place and ISRO is hopeful because you know looking at the past performance in any of those missions it will succeed because the aim is to send the first human in space by December 2022 that is before the 75th anniversary of our independence so looking at the past performance of ISRO I think that is possible of course a lot still depends because many more tests have to be done to ensure that 
the spacecraft can send a, you know humans to space and then it can come back also safely because human mission is different from any other mission because you have to come back also yes dr basu you spoke about the iso journey chandrayaan also but we have heard in the past that isro satellites have been hired by different agencies in the world from the indian soil the foreign satellites have also been launched so how is the collaboration between isro and the different global or of the european space agencies how does the coordination happens and how does uh, both is the mutual benefit for both india as well as the foreign countries first thing is that to launch a satellite you must have a very reliable rocket so if the rocket is not reliable no country will send you satellites for launch fortunately india has one rocket at least psl with a polar satellite launch vehicle which is very reliable i think 50 launches till now only two have failed so it is one of the most reliable rockets of isro and most of the countries in fact united states have been sending lots of these small satellite nano satellite yes. to india for launching because at an added capacity because when isro launches a big satellite like artsat 3 for instance it can accommodate 13 more small satellites so that's how it has been doing of course they are earning something but not much that way but it shows the credibility of the indian space program and the reliability of the foreign countries on india's space program and that is a big thing because india is not a advanced country like united states or russia so that way it has come up from below and attained a position which is now being recognized by the world thanks a lot thank you you were listening to a discussion on successful launch of gsat 30 satellite the participants were biman basu science expert and chetan chauhan journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.com you can also follow us on the news on air app for updates you may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com 